Welcome to the Social Flight Live podcast, an audio version of our live show, hosted every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern at socialflightlive.com. Social Flight is brought to you by Aspen Avionics, Avidyne, Bose Aviation, Continental Aerospace Technologies, Lightspeed Aviation, Massimo Mighty Sat, Tempest Aero Group, and Whip Air. And now, here's your host, Jeff Simon. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Social Flight Live. I'm Jeff Simon. We have a wonderful show for you this evening. Jason Morrison is here from Rebuild Rescue. We're going to talk about his story about resurrecting aircraft and all sorts of other things. It's going to be a great evening of hangar flying. Before we get started, just a few things. First of all, we have a winner in this period fly to win challenge from Social Flight. We just gave away a Lightspeed Delta Zulu headset and the winner is David Hobbs of Poplar Grove, Illinois. Uh, and uh, David's just thrilled to get that. We'll have more information as that comes through, but this continues. So we are now launching a new fly to win challenge and Lightspeed stepped up, we're giving away another Delta Zulu headset. All you need to do in order to win is just get the free Social Flight mobile app for Apple or Android devices and check in to win at any airport, your local airport. That gets you in the drawing. And then if you continue to check in and get points at all the different airports that you fly to, well, then you will have more chances to win by being on our leaderboard. One of the top 30 gets you an extra entry into that drawing. Tonight's episode is brought to us by Aspen Avionics and their amazing Evolution E5 and Pro Max electronic flight displays. I have those in both. Of, uh, we've got two of them in the Bonanza. We're building one into the Mustang that's right here behind me. Absolutely love flying behind uh, that equipment from Aspen, and especially because it integrates with just about everything you can imagine. And uh, its synthetic vision's wonderful. It's just it's just been a great tool to fly with. And for a limited time, you can save up to four thousand five hundred dollars on their new remanufactured or trade-up display programs so be sure to check that out at aspenavionics.com and thanks so much to them for supporting social flight and all the work that we are trying to do to generate everything and support general aviation and now to tonight's guest if you have ever seen an aircraft slowly decaying on the ramp and wondered what it would take to bring it back to life, you're going to absolutely love tonight's guest. Jason Morrison is the host of the blockbuster YouTube channel Rebuild Rescue, where he takes derelict aircraft and brings them back to life. The series has received over 40 million views on YouTube, inspiring thousands of pilots and aviation enthusiasts around the globe. His keystone project, the Cessna 401 Phoenix, is being resurrected to fly humanitarian missions, veteran trips, animal rescues, and medical flights. I spent some time with Jason at the Aspen booth at AirVenture this past summer and wanted to continue our hangar flying with all of you here on Social Flight Live. I'm going to bring Jason on the line now. Please help me welcome to Social Flight Live, Jason Morrison. How are you doing tonight, Jason? Good, good. Hey, Jeff. Um, so I'm listening to your intro, and I'm like getting really excited to meet this guy because, man, it's, you you made me, you made this guy sound really cool. And and uh, no, really, thank you for such a good intro. Um, yeah, it's been an adventure, you know, and and. Uh, 
I, I can't believe that it's been like two and a half years since I dove into aviation. The community has like adopted me and my team and it's been awesome. This has been awesome. I can't believe it's only been two and a half years to get to where you have reached with such an impact and so many people watching everything that you're doing. And I love that your story is so fresh, new, and young, that you are two and a half years into it. And that although you, my understanding, you might have a check ride coming up, you're still, you're still <laughs> like a student at this point. <laughs> so, uh, so my goal was to have is the most amount of hours in different airplanes before I got my private. Now, um, I just been so busy. Um, and you know, whether I was breaking my leg at a ski trip in, in Colorado or, you know, trying to get this 401 restored, you know, there's so many things that have been coming up that just kind of slow me down. Um, you know, but uh, really excited to get it done. Um, I think I do. I don't even know how many hours I have. I probably don't want to know. But uh, but I love aviation. I love the community. Um, you know, way back in the day, I used to race race cars, and that was a really cool community. And, you know, just do the different things that we do, you know, as, as we uh, travel through life. But I can tell you the aviation community, bar none, has been the most inviting, um, the most interesting. I've learned the most, uh, like so many new things, so many new things went from, you know, if you saw that first video, the 401 from like being clueless, can't even find the battery in it. Right. To now, you know, the other day we were finishing up rigging all the flight surfaces per the maintenance manual, you know, and reading the manuals and understanding them and, and, you know, learning all of the ins and outs to, you know, all the rules and regulations and why they're there. So um, it's been it's been a whirlwind, you know, it's been a whirlwind. And uh, I just feel honored to be able to be part of it and to be able to do it. And most of all, to be able to share the story and to share, you know, the fact that, you know, aviation, you know, is special and you know aviation will bring you in the community will adopt you per se and uh you know will change your life you know so and you know all, all you need is uh, a couple dollars to buy someone a hamburger go out to your local airport you know there's always someone willing to to go flying they don't you know give them a reason you know so it's just been cool isn't that great about aviation i i i love that it can be so kind of uh, exclusive when it comes to the capabilities that you get and the uniqueness of your experience, and yet it's so inclusive. There's no, everyone wants someone to be involved in aviation. It is absolutely not a stay out of it. This is a clicky thing. No, and, and you know, and I think um, uh, from the outside, you know, where I was at one point, you know, nobody in my family was involved in aviation, none of my friends, you know, um, and from the outside, that was the feeling I got. So I think it's important for all of us to reach out. If we want aviation to thrive, um, you know, and to, you know, just grow, reach out to your neighbors, your, your friends, your, you know, bring people in and show them that it's not, it's obtainable. Um, it's a great group of people, you know, and there's so many different avenues to get involved and it's all about community. And, you know, kind of bring back, you know, the, the days of hanging out in the hangar, you know what I mean? And, and and just having a good time at our local airports and, you know, and, and volunteer and just get it, get involved. I mean, because, 
Uh, it's up to us to keep it alive, and it's up to us to to make sure it thrives. And it's a lot of fun. So yeah, you know, it's so. <laughs> <laughs> so J Jason, fill me in on your story because you, as since it's it's this recent, you've come from a, a lot of different experiences having to do with a lot of mechanical things. What is it that brought you to starting the channel and launching your aviation kind of career part of things? So, so it, it, it was all just, it, it wasn't planned. Like nothing was really planned. It just kind of fell in place. You know, I, uh, a small business owner my whole life, um, you know, worked really hard. And, uh, you know, at, at some point about two and a half years ago or three years ago, I think it's when I first started the YouTube channel, right? Two and a half. Um, it was about the same time I started flying and, and I was like, you know, I'm going to take Fridays off. I just, I've been working so hard for so many years. I'm going to take Fridays off. I'm going to relax. And uh, had a friend of mine, Sean from Bikes and Beards YouTube channel. If you haven't seen the channel, check it out. He's a character, great entertainer. He said, you've got to do some YouTube. You've got to do some episodes. You know, you'd have so much fun. And and I was like, well, he, he, he pushed me for probably four years. And then finally, I'm like, I'm going to take Fridays off. I'm going to make some videos. So came home, uh, you know, told my girlfriend at the time, who's now my fiance, hey, I'm going to do some videos out in the driveway, you know, and uh, got an, an RV that had some rotted floors, and we're going to fix this RV up on the driveway. I'm going to make some YouTube videos out of it, um, you know, on my free time. And uh, somehow we're here, and I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> Oh, come on. you got to fill in a few more details than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, so, so it just uh, – you know, the, the thing is that in, in, in my heart that I wanted to share was rescuing things, was, you know, taking things that uh, were forgotten, they were abandoned, like no one's going to use them again. You know, they need help. Right. So um, so so getting these things and and working on them, because that's, you know, what I like to do, you know, my whole life. I mean, I grew up poor, you know, so we didn't have a lot. So if you wanted something, you had to work for it, um, you know, so. So I just naturally like to do that. I, I, I get projects on top of projects without the channel. You know, I always have, you know, I think I had four tractors up until recently and every single one of them came in on a trailer and didn't run, you know, um, just stuff like that, you know, and fast forward to, uh, you know, a couple months into doing some YouTube, we rescued a few vehicles and, and uh, you know, I'm at my local airport and, you know, I'm flying, uh, you know, flying, taking my lessons, staying in the pattern. Every time in the pattern, every time I took off, there's this old Cessna twin-engine airplane underneath me. You know, as a student pilot, I'm looking down, like wondering what it is. I probably shouldn't have been doing that, but that's what I was doing. You know, and and uh, then I started asking around about it, and nobody knew, seemed to know anything about it. You know, and uh, eventually found the owner, and uh, you know, made a phone call. His name's Sam. And uh, made a phone call, and and uh, Sam was a character, so he, you know, he said, "Well, do you want it?" And I said, "Yeah, you know, uh, I'd like to mess around with it if it's okay." And he's like, "I'll tell you what, I'll do you one one better. If you can start it, you can have the thing." So I didn't even know what a Cessna 401 was. I had no idea, you know, never looked at it in person at that point, um, and uh, you know, just just said, yeah, I mean, sure, sounds good to me, you know, and and I think he wasn't sure if I was serious, and I wasn't sure if he was serious, 
But um, you know, one thing was for sure, I had an airplane that I had permission to mess with and, and I was excited. So, um, you know, so yeah, so little did I know it would take about six weeks to get it to start. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we got it started and, you know, sure enough, yeah, there it is. <laughs> sure enough. Um, that and was launched me. your channel based on a will it start. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, my gosh, that thing was in such bad shape. I literally, so I'm about 225 pounds. I literally hung on the prop, um, you know, that day. The and it wouldn't turn? It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't move, you know. So and that's not a geared engine. <laughs> not a geared engine, no, no. So uh, just solid, uh, solid rust. And, uh, you know, at, at one, and it was freezing out there that day at one point. You know, I was like, uh, you know, Corey, who's still one of my editors and, and cameramen, he was like, what are we doing out here? It was like 20 degrees. It's blowing wind. It's raining. And, you know, here we are messing with this, uh, this old 401. And, um, and it's, it's, it's one of the greatest things I ever got to do, you know, so it's really cool. Really cool. A lot of what you've done on this project, uh, and I can't encourage people enough, if you have not already been watching the 401 Phoenix project, it, it's a great series of videos. Um, a lot of these are, are things that you found, you're able to find things for deals and 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 kind of merge them. You, and this is also kind of a hodgepodge of a couple aircraft. Tell me about probably the biggest impact, isn't it? Like, isn't the probably the 402 the the, the biggest impact on your 401? Yeah, so, um, you know, sometimes I think, you know, I, I don't know what the saying is, I'll probably butcher it, but, you know, ignorance is bliss, you know, and, and I think I might need to put that in the interior of the 401 somewhere, you know, because, you know, getting into it, I'm looking at it and, and my, you know, glass half full, my optimism was like, wow, like, yeah, let's, let's fix this thing up and fly it. Little, I had no idea. What that really meant i, I really didn't uh, if i'm just completely honest and that's where that kind of bliss was there um you know as as we dug into it we find out about you know well the ad the really bad ad on the uh you know the 400 series cessnas and i'm like ad you know who's that you know what i mean <laughs> so um you know it's not al david so um so yeah so you know find out about these airworthiness directives and that it has a wing AD that is like $70,000 to fix. Um, you know, and I'm like, that's a lot of money. Um, how can we, how can, you know what I mean? So just trying to problem solve, and this is pretty far into the project, you know, uh, trying to problem solve and, and we're like, all right, well, we need, we need an airplane with, a bad airplane with good wings because we have a good fuselage. These wings we found out just, they weren't going to cut it. We were going to repair it and get the AD done. And, you know, all the while, uh, you know, on, on, on the channel, you know, in the comments, there was a lot of people who had a lot more experience than I did making comments about like, you're crazy. This is never going to work. Like, like tr walk away, run, you know, like all this stuff. And you know, they were hundred percent right, you know, in a, in a, in a normal world, you know, uh, that it wouldn't work, but in an aviation world, where we have cool people that support each other and and mechanics that are more than willing to like give advice and companies that are, you know like Aspen and Avidyne and well a lot of the people right there that's that help with social flight right they get behind you and they want to see you successful 
And, uh, you know, next thing you know, uh, a guy from the airport that watched the show uh, texted me. I don't even know how he got the phone number. And he said, hey, here's an airplane you got to look at. It's, I mean, it's only in Belgium, you know, um, but it may have some parts you need. So I see it and I'm like, 402. Okay, 402. It's got the same wings. Um, all right. It's got the same engines. I'm looking it up and I'm like, and it was $50,000 and one of the engines had a more recent overall. I think there was 200 hours on it, which, you know, a, a 520, uh, you know, turbo, you know, a Continental is not a cheap engine. And I'm thinking, okay, I think the overall was 40,000 on one of these. So, you know, so I'm getting a hold of the guy in Belgium <laughs> and, and I'm thinking to myself, right, probably 60 or 70,000. So, I'm getting a hold of this guy in Belgium, and then I'm all excited about it. I'm like, I'm going to wire you some money. Hold it for me. I'm going to come look at it, like all this stuff. And I wire him a few thousand dollars. And then I remember, like, going to bed that night. I'm, I'm looking, getting my uh, my ticket to fly over the, like, next day together. And then I'm like, wait a second. Did I just wire somebody a few thousand dollars in a foreign country? <laughs> <laughs> and it just dawned on me. I was so excited. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I just lost, you know, I think it was like five grand or something. I just lost five grand. There's no way this is going to work. There's just no way this is going to work. He's, he's a scammer. I'm not like, and that's too cheap. What was I thinking? You know, I couldn't sleep all night. I uh, got my ticket. Uh, next morning, he had some information for me when he was going to pick me up. And I was like, boy, this scammer's good. Um, but uh, as it turned out, Hopped on an airplane next day, uh, flew all the way over to Belgium, um, got zero sleep, um, and uh, he was great. Picked me up at the airport. Um, we drove uh, drove all the way. It was probably two hours to where the airplane was. Uh, really cool little airport in Europe. Um, met a uh, met a, a fan on on the uh, one of the flights, you know, and he has a, a aviatized Tom and. He reached over and, and we're talking the whole way, probably annoying the whole airplane, talking air, you know airplane stuff all day. But um, yeah, went and looked at it. It was what it was. Not only that, not only did it have wings that would work and engines that would work, the wings were completely, and I didn't know this till I saw it, overhauled. They were sent over to a place in Maine, and I can't think of the name of the company. They're still open today. Um, and they did the uh, the AD to the wings. So, and they were overhauled all the valve stem down to the valve stem, new tires, new brakes, new lines, new cables. Literally, there was no deal that I could get in this world that was better than that airplane. There wasn't one. Um, if there's you know, if there was a time when I was like, okay, this is supposed to happen. It was that moment, you know, um, I last minute flew the Brussels uh, or Belgium, sorry, um, you know, and sent this money, perfect airplane, same engines, one had an IRAM with 300 hours, the other complete overhaul by RAM. The AD is done on the wings. The wings are new. They're new. Like, and why were why were they getting why were they unloading the airplane? So it sat for ten years in that uh, in in that situation because it was a, a company that had a few uh, 
uh, aerial photo airplanes. So it, it has the 24 inch hole in it for the big camera. They ran out of money. So they did all the work. They pulled it uh, out of service because it needed the AD done because it was, it hit time to have that AD done for the, uh, for the wings. So they pulled it out of service, um, you know, sent the one, uh, you know, sent everything out different places, had all that work done. And then it came back and they were out of money. Wow. So it sat there for 10 years. Eventually, the owner of the airport, it, it became his because they owed storage fee for, for 10 years and all they had was the airplane. And like, well, do you might as well just take it? You know, so um, so I, I paid $50,000 for it, which was a deal of a lifetime, especially for what, you know, for what I needed. And, um, you know, and then uh, it was $30,000 for shipping, though, which was a little tough. <laughs> but, uh, Shipping costs yeah, more than the plane, uh, almost. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I was. I tried to get a better deal, but it was the shipping was just what it was. So, um, yeah. So, and as we've been working on this 401, you know, there's so many other parts. It's the same part, same part numbers. You know, we've needed some pulleys. We've needed, uh, you know, all of the uh, control cables. Um, you know, the, the, the engine control cables, not the uh, flight control cables are actually different. Um, but, uh, we, we needed, we needed them and they were there. Um, you know, obviously the engines, two overhauled props, two overhauled props. I mean, um, I did send them a read. What's that? Was there any point that you actually thought about resurrecting the 402 instead of the 401 and going the other direction? You know, um, the 402 has more useful load. Two more passengers and more luggage space up front. Um, you know, there, uh, there, it crossed my mind many times. <laughs> yeah, it did. But um, you know, it's not what other people invested in. So we did start a GoFundMe, and we had right twelve thousand people that you know that that said, hey, they believed in the project. You know, and and that 401 itself has reason to uh you know to be resurrected you know that's why it's the phoenix um you know so so there was no way that that wasn't getting done i mean someone's probably gonna have a really cool 402 treehouse fuselage at some point or something i'm not sure what i'm gonna do with it um because i'm definitely not restoring another one uh so that's <laughs> uh, <laughs> i mean maybe a beach 18 or something but um, yeah, yeah, we've talked a little bit about that. <laughs> but uh, but, uh, but uh, I don't I don't think I'd do another 401 after uh, after this. I think if we did something, it would have to be, um, you know, of, of this scope. I mean, because you know what what started as a you know let's get it running and then let's get it taxiing and let's get it flying to now you know, my OCD kicks in and, and all of a sudden, like I have this big bright idea that every nut and bolt is either getting cleaned and re-synced or, or, or new bolts and new nuts. And well, we might as well throw brand new washers in and, um, you know, everything that we take apart, we just, I, we really want that level of perfection. Um, and it's more of a restoration and nobody in their right mind is going to restore a 401. I mean, you know, it's just, but here we are. It's probably 80% done, 85%. That's awesome. Um, and, and, you know, on the backside of all this, one of the biggest gifts that I've got, well, I have so many, 
but uh, I have over 2,000 hours logged of mechanic time. I have uh, 36 months of mechanic time. I've uh, got yes. the opportunity to work on every facet of of, of an airplane uh, from even you know cloth and 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 um, you know power plant, airframe, uh, metalwork. So I, I have my A and P uh, book, you know, and you have all of the codes and stuff for the different areas that you know to get experience in. And book's pretty full. There's a couple little check marks I need yet for experience, and I'm I'm at the point where I can be signed off. And uh, we are going to get you your A and P. I think the FAA would be happy about that. So <laughs> that's how I got my AMP and eventually I, that's how my son Jake got his AMP. The experience side of getting there is so important. I wish more people would do that. It is, it's an incredibly value, pa valuable path. And, uh, oh, oh, uh, trust me, we are going to get your AMP. <laughs> uh, so I, I really, um, I really love being able to share what I learned with people. And, um, you know, I, I, there's a, some things that you and I have talked about. I'm not going to talk about it quite yet because we still have some planning in order, but I'd love to be able to share, uh, you know, a, a, a way for, for people to, you know, young individuals, you know, and, and hey, even some older individuals that are like, you know, they want to change what they're doing. We need, we need mechanics. Mm -hmm. We need mechanics and we need good mechanics. We need people that are passionate about it. And, um, you know, just as much as we need pilots, I mean, if people aren't fixing those airplanes, I mean, they're not going to be flying too much. So uh, we really, it's, and it's a great opportunity, um, you know, so, so yeah, I, I just, through the channel, I, I get all kinds of comments of, of people like, how do I become an, an A&P? You know, I'm, I'm doing this. I want to do that. It looks so much fun. You know, they probably didn't see me crammed under the panel working on my flyers. <laughs> but anyway. Um, they didn't see that. And, un and unfortunately, they didn't see necessarily what the, the income is if you're doing it professionally. But uh, um, I mean, what one of the things I love about the way you approach all of this is that there is there's value to coming at it with fresh eyes. There's value to how you're approaching this project without knowing everything about how things are done in the aviation world, but learning it. On, yeah. on the job, on the experience. And you bring so many things to the project from other parts of your world. Like, I don't know any, I've never seen anyone do dry ice blasting <laughs> in, a, in a regular maintenance shop uh, to clean up parts. Tell me about what it's been like to come at this from a hot rodder experience, out, you know, outside experience. And then on one hand, learn the FAA side of things, but on the other hand, bring a lot of your expertise outside of aviation with maybe some fresh ideas about how to do things. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's thank you for that. I mean, it's um, it's been a learning experience for me. It's been a learning experience for, you know, different people, um, you know, around me, um, you know, whether it is, you know, one of the guys on the show, Joe, he used to be part of my pit crew when I raced dirt track sprint cars, you know, I used to design chassis and build them and uh, methanol fuel injection, uh, you know, units for, for engines. And, um, you know, so I've, I've been a tinkerer, sorry, I got my cat here. I've been a tinkerer and, uh, you know, just, um, 
love it, you know, and get into aviation, then you, now you have obviously a, a lot larger of a responsibility and safety, um, which at first for me, it was daunting, right? Like all these rules and regulations and not understanding them. And, you know, eventually, you know, you begin to understand them and, um, and understand why there are so many and, and uh, you know, you get to appreciate them, um, you know, so it's, it's been really cool, like learning that. And it's also, you know, I think, I think there's a lot of different things that can be brought into aviation um, as well from other, other, you know, hobbies and facets and stuff. And, um, you know, I mean, for me, I've, I've, uh, I, I like to buy and, and sell airplanes as well and find a deal. And uh, whenever I overhaul an engine or top end one, I usually end up, you know, porting and polishing the cylinders and a three angle valve job and electric mag and power flow exhaust and pretty much anything else I can put on it to make more power legally um, and make it run better and make it safer. And um, we just did the, uh, the 235 that I had my incident with needed an overhaul. And uh, so we overhauled that engine. I uh, got to fly it for the first time the other day. The video's not out yet, but it will be. And, uh, man, that thing performs. It's, 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 it's thing really goes. So, um, it's just, it's been exciting. It's, it's been so exciting and so much fun. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to do something a little more crazy with a project, maybe not Mike Patey crazy, but on the level <laughs> of, uh, of, uh, something with way too much horsepower and, uh, you know, cubic, uh, cubic fun. So, I need to see you with an IO 720. You know, I want to see you with the the, the eight cylinder Lycoming just seems to be, you know, eight cylinder se seems to be something that I want to see. I want to see you doing with. <laughs> so it's funny you mention. Um, I the other day I did have a viewer reach out and has a uh, Comanche 400. Yep. And was wondering if I wanted to uh, wanted to buy it. So. Um, there, there you go. That thing would sound amazing. So I, 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 I they, they, they go. You want to go up like? You want to climb like that? That's great. I don't know that they go any faster this way, but they go really <laughs> fast this way. Right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things I think about when we're talking about your your kind of approach and taking things from outside of aviation, in inside the aviation world there's so many important things about safety right doing everything by the manual understanding torques and calibration and and really how to do things the right way and in a controlled way to be safe at the same time i believe that we have over the years lost in general aviation maintenance the idea of repair of tearing things down instead of sending them out uh, opening things up and finding ways to repair stuff instead of replacing it. And to be fair, the economics of general aviation maintenance are such that a lot of shops have to do that to economically survive. They can't be in the business of putting all their labor time into opening up and rebuilding all sorts of little things. But the work that you're doing does do a lot of that. And I think that it's so nice to bring the art back to having mechanics exercise the rights of their license the privileges of their license I love that. that when when that they can open an awful lot up 
you can even overhaul an engine. I mean, you can open up whatever. There's a lot you can do as a mechanic that isn't necessarily economically feasible, but I see a lot of it on your channel. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think we'll reflect back on the uh, the Bliss uh, thing with some of it, you know, so uh, no, it's... it's <laughs> the ignorance is Bliss. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it is, um, we definitely get into a, a lot, I think a lot more, and as I found, because I work with so many different AMPs and, and I, you know, AMPIAs, um, that I talk to a lot of folks and they've never done some of the stuff we're doing. You know, because I'll make a phone call and say, hey, I was doing this and read this in a manual. What do you think about this? I've never done that. I don't know. Here, call this guy, you know, and right. that, is, that is something that I that I noticed, um, you know, because it's it's usually a lot easier to send us, you know, a flap out to a specialized shop. But that's what exactly. they do. They flash, you know, and then the um, flap out, pull a strut off, send the whole strut off to someone instead of opening every single thing up and replacing all the seals or sending something out just to be chromed like yeah. it it's hard it, it, you know in a world where that doesn't necessarily reward it financially for it but but gosh it's a skill that's so wonderful to see people doing more of and the older the aircraft get the more important it's going to be because you're not going to be able to just send everything out yeah, for sure and i think too the more you get to do that the more you understand how it all works, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and the, the, the cool thing about aviation um, is a lot of those components are like really simple. They really are. I know, um, you know, I've, I've had people, you know, say, hey, well, how tough is that to rebuild the strut assembly because of this, that? And I'm like, follow the manual, follow the, follow the strut, you know, instructions. And it's it's not bad at all, and coming from um, you know my background and and learning as I go and and uh, you know I one of the things that does happen though is because because I am learning as we're going, we're also uh, videoing it, and you know it does this 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 restoration of this uh, you know 401. It's taking a lot, a huge amount of time, way longer than it would if. You know, if we just had, you know, eight people in a shop, you know, 50 hours a week just working on it. But, you know, in general, it's me and somebody else and, and another person and, uh, you know, an IA or two that, you know, that looks over our shoulders, comes and inspects our stuff, you know. And, and um, you know, the other thing, too, you know, we have a pretty, I'm not going to say pretty, we have a really stringent protocol uh, with this build and seeing the stuff on the channel is way different than being there in person. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I do something or Joe does something or does something with me or someone else does something with me. It's looked, even if it's an IA that does it with me, um, you know, I have someone else that looks it over. Um, right. you know, there's, there's two, three, four eyes on everything we do because the, the, the mission for this airplane is for it to serve. Um, you know, and the last thing that I want is, you know, a downtime even, you know, nonetheless, any anything catastrophic, obviously. But, uh, you know, and that's why every nut, bolt, washer, um, you know, everything we can, you know, is is, is getting replaced. Because the idea is to have this thing flying again and for it to be a solid platform, you know, to serve people in the community, outside of the immediate community, uh, your neighbors, your brothers, your sisters, you know, and and for it to do that long after, you know, I'm wore out, you know, so, and I'm pretty energetic, so it's going to have to last a while. Um, <laughs> so, um, 
you know, and, and that's that's aviation. That's aviation yeah. where you can take something as an idea and so many people get behind it and so many people push it and so many people support it and believe in it. So, um, you know, and, and that's why, you know, it's become what it's become. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's been awesome. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking at, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put any dates on it. I do have <laughs> some dates on the calendar somewhere and <clears throat> with some linked together jobs that, if you put it all together and everything works out perfectly, it makes sense. But I'm not going to say any dates. But I would love to fly it to a big show. Nice. Soon. That would be that would be incredible. Now, <laughs> being a YouTuber uh, or or being involved in doing that isn't without controversy. You can't get away with it. Get away skipping it. Um, no. So uh, you've had some FAA involvement that you did some videos on. Tell me a little bit about about that. It seems it seems like you can't you can't put anything out on YouTube without someone somewhere deciding they're going to try to cause some trouble for for you for anybody. Um, we get it too, everybody. Everybody. So it's 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 been um, at first a little uh, daunting. Um, you know, I, I think the bottom line is, you know, the FA has rules they have to follow, right? So if someone tell, calls tell, them tell and, what happened. <laughs> so so well, I forget where I was. I think it was out in um Ohio looking at that Saratoga that I rescued the first time and uh I got a phone call and uh you know, one of my guys, Joe, was in the hangar and said there was two guys from the FA that walked in the hangar and they're taking pictures and they wanted to talk to me. And you know, and, and, uh, you know, I was over in Ohio and, uh, caught off guard. So he gave them the phone. I talked to uh, one of the gentlemen and, you know, they explained, you know, that they, uh, wanted to know what certified person was working on this airplane and they can see it's all apart. And, you know, and of course they saw some videos and stuff and had questions about taxing it, uh, down a runway and, and, uh, all kinds of stuff. So, um, I guess to make a long story short, uh, you know, with that, that part, um, I got to know some representatives from the, the local FISDO here. And, uh, you know, as someone filed a complaint, yeah, they did. And, and, uh, I do know one of the people that did, I found out later from a former employee that, that, that had left, uh, more recently, actually in the last two months, three months, um, he had left and uh, said, hey, just want to let you know, you know, this is this person, you know, had uh, filed a complaint, you know, on over the phone or whatever. So, um, you know, and you there, you know, there's always going to be people, uh, you know, I don't I don't know if they're, I guess, Karen's or Brad's. I forget what they call them. But, you know, there's always going to be there's always going to be, um, you know, somebody that uh, has a different opinion of what we should be doing. But you know what? As long as we're doing stuff for good reasons. Um, you know, and, 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 and we're doing things the right way. And, and, you know, and if someone points out that you're not doing something the right way, learn the right way. You know, I can tell you the, the folks down at the FISDO here, I'm in the Philadelphia area, uh, FISDO, you know, and, uh, I went, I went down there for some, some training. Um, that was actually after my, um, uh, my accident I had with my, my, uh, PA 28, 235 flat tire landing whole ordeal. Uh, went down for some training and, you know, the, uh, the, the folks I trained with, 
they were awesome they were yeah. awesome I, they gave me some things uh you know to study you know or, or some ideas of what we're actually they gave me some ideas of what we were going to be doing so i went home and studied for like a week before i went in because i wanted to make sure i like knew what we we're you know what we we're going to be doing and uh they were awesome like yeah. i learned so much um you know the uh the, the the reality is is i know some people you know would say hey you know they're they're uh maybe they don't like the way they do stuff um they are necessary um you know they're necessary to make sure that things are done right and we are doing things the right way and you know uh anything in the air you know on the ground is a target right so um i appreciate uh you know people doing their job and doing a good job um you know and there's always there's always you know the good and the bad and the ugly and you know in in anything but all in all they've treated me with respect um you know they've done their job thoroughly and um you know and and i also took it as a, a chance to learn yeah. right and ask questions you know and I might ask them to make questions now. And they might. <laughs> well, I want to be really clear for everybody in the audience too. You did absolutely nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing wrong in operating the aircraft and working under the supervision of a licensed mechanic, all of that. This is just, I think, an unfortunate uh, yeah. thing that tends to happen these days where uh, if people think there's any chance that maybe they can, you know, report someone, they will. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, you did zero, you did nothing wrong. And so that, that's, it, it, it's just, uh, what it's the, the life of, of doing, you know, being on YouTube, I guess, and, and producing content and, and doing that. Um, you mentioned the 235, tell me about the, the 235 and, uh, what's been like flying it and what's, you, you did have an incident. What's, what's the latest on how things um, so the 235, it's, uh, you know, uh, 235 horsepower, PA-28, uh, like most of the viewers uh, are really familiar with. Uh, a fixed pitch prop, a real simple model. Um, love the airplane. It's, it's 1,300. That one, we just did the uh, weight and balance, reweighted and everything after uh, overhauling the engine and doing some other stuff since I parked the prop in the grass in a gully. Um, and uh, and it's, it's almost 1,400 pounds of useful load. Um, that's, so that's awesome. I landed a um, perfectly calm day. And what ended up happening is I picked up a staple. It looks like a roofing staple. Um, I still mm. have it in the <laughs> left tire on the way to, uh, you know, basically I was just, I had an hour at lunch. I was going to take off, do some takeoffs and landings, you know, just kind of practice a bit. And I would like, I would do often and uh, perfectly beautiful spring day calm or was it a fall day i can't remember it was fall day but it was beautiful out and uh, no wind i'm landing and uh touched down and it turned left and when i say turned left i mean i it doesn't have a shoulder belt i fell into like the right like footwell <laughs> of the airplane um and uh what had happened when i landed the left tire locked up it got stuck in the brake um, had like a slot, like a slice in the side of the sidewall and the, the caliper had a big black mark on it. So, um, you know, and when I've seen that before on race cars, you know, your tire goes flat, sidewall flexes, it can even come off the rim. It jams and it locks up solid. So if you, I don't know if 
many people, you know, if you land with a flat tire for one and then it's locked up, um, it, it'll jerk on that airplane really hard. It, it jerked on it so hard and spun it to the left so hard, the right wingtip hit the runway and it, it ruptured the tank. Um, you know, and I, we later were looking at the runway and there was like red paint, you know, streak. Um, you know, when you start putting, uh, you know, everything together, they came out and FA did come out and they, they looked at the airplane. They, um, you know, they ended up finding the, the, the staple in the tire and, um, you know, so it went off the runway. There's a, like a gully there in the grass front gear, get that gully. Um, and it just folded it. Mm. Um, you know, so, uh, so we, I guess just finished it the other day from the firewall forward. We replaced everything so it's just all brand new everything um even like painted the firewall up nice we put lifetime hoses on it we redid all the wiring and took the aluminum wire out put copper in you know so um new tip new tip tank on the one side painted everything i mean it's it's uh beautiful looking now and you know we overhauled the engine so of course we put electric mag on it's got, uh, you know, ported and polished cylinders with a three-angle valve job. All the rods are balanced. The crank is balanced. The pistons, wrist pins, all that stuff is all balanced to, you know, like, if you're building a race engine. Um, wow. And aviation engines, so, like, the balance on those components are way off. Like, I couldn't believe how far off they were. Um, so, so if you, and in, and if you do that to one of the engines, too, and you, run it so smooth i mean it's it's like a sewing machine it's so smooth um you know and balance is less vibration which is less wear which is more horsepower and better fuel economy if you worry about that kind of stuff so <laughs> but, but yeah so it's 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 all it's all done now I, we uh test flew it the other day there's going to be a video on it um it climbs alarmingly well so, so it uh, cool. it climbs really. We have a cruise prop on it, and um, I'm gonna have to send that cruise prop out and, and have a few degrees, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, pitched on it because because it'll I think in level flight I think it would I think it's twenty twenty six five I think it's redline, and uh, I'm sure it would probably hit thirty one hundred if I let it. And so, that, are you sure that's a cruise prop? Yeah, it is a cruise prop. Wow. Well, there's yeah. always obviously a pitch range, and uh, and, yeah. and, and prop shops always explain to me that there's a there's the pitch range for climb, there's a pitch range for cruise, and then for each of them, when you hit the limit, there's an error. <laughs> there's an error. <laughs> there's, a, there's a tolerance. And <laughs> yeah. so if you're really trying to get something, then you're legally allowed to get the upper end of the range and the tolerance. <laughs> right. Right. It's and uh, I did call the called the prop shop then we got the prop at and uh i asked them you know i said hey and they're like well bring it in we'll double check it and i was like good you know but it uh i think they're supposed to cruise at 140 130 i'm sorry 135 knots i think is kind of what's posted in an 800 foot climb and um people will see it in the video but it was more like an 1800 foot climb and 140 knots so wow have you ever uh, you ever seen him re, uh, a shop repitch a prop manually? I have, I have. It's you need um, to do video on that. Pretty archaic, 
actually. <laughs> so I was really surprised. I thought like eight foot, eight foot forked end rod with someone, you know, pulling down on it with all their weight and their, your props twisting and twisting and twisting, and they just kind of know what to do. Yeah, hundred percent. I I definitely would mess a prop up if I did that. That's for sure. So. <laughs> But yeah, it's, so it's it's been and that's been neat too, getting that flying again. So that um, so our our overarching goal that we came up with is to um, you know is to we want to rescue as many airplanes as possible. We need to get the four one finished, and and we're on a pace to get that finished in a, in in you know by I think the end of summer here. Um, you know, depending on a couple parts that we're waiting on. But, um, you know, after that and, and really we, what we've been working on in the background is, you know, how many airplanes can we save? Because although, you know, there's so many new airplanes that are coming out, they're really cool. How many, you know, how many people can afford them? Mm -hmm. you know? um, and we've all seen how many incidents, accidents there are, how many airplanes we lose, um, you know, every month, every week you know, every year. So that's going to make aviation harder to, to obtain for, for future generations. So what we are looking at as a team is how many of those airplanes that are sitting there that are rotting, that are, you know, wrecked, you know, and going to get parted out, you know, how many of those can we get a hold of? How many of them can we fix? How many of them can we, uh, you know, get back flying correctly and, and in good repair and, and just kind of save GA? you know, mm -hmm. one airplane at a time, you right. know, and, and, and that's, that's what we want to do. So that's the plan that I'm putting together. Um, it's a little dawning of a task, you know, um, to, to, to figure out how to do it and, and do it, um, you know, responsibly financially and, and stuff like that too. So, um, so that's really what, uh, you know, what's in my heart, my team's heart and, uh, you know, so many other folks, uh, you know, in the community that I talk to. So, um, so people that follow along, they're going to start seeing, you know, more and more airplanes, you know, brought into the fold and they're going to see more and more finished and, uh, us able to finish them, uh, quicker, you know, with, with good team members and, and help from companies and, and, and just from people who love aviation, you know, just like we do. That's awesome. Um, you've got another aircraft that's also on your channel. Tell me about, I, I, I'm a. I'm a huge fan of, of Grumman's. I came up, you know, with the Grumman Traveler and all that. Tell me about the GA7 Cougar. Yeah, so we, uh, I actually leave tomorrow morning to head back out to Michigan. Um, we uh, we have a couple things to do yet, and uh, we're going to test fly it. As long as uh, that flight turns out, you know, everything goes well, it'll, it'll be coming back here to the rescue hangar. Um, and that one, I actually have a gentleman saw the videos. And said, "Hey, I have a, a school of of three Grumman Cougars, and uh, we need another one. I'd love to get that from you. So we're gonna, you know, get it back to the hangar. It's it's you know, it'll already be an annual, you know, flying it back and get it back in the hangar. Get um, a couple more of the avionics straightened out. Get some a few things done to it, and then it's going to be uh, off to a school. And there's going to be hundreds of students, uh, future students, that uh, get their multi uh, rating in it." Wow, that is that's very cool. Um, I know you have a, a goal of being able to help students, whether it be pi aviation students, be pilots or mechanics. Tell me a little bit about that. 
<laughs> so, um, uh, you know, and you know, you know the story. So I was, um, we have we have a, a 501 uh, C3 uh, nonprofit, and and it's the name of its rescue foundation. I talked about it a little bit more about maybe a year and a half ago, and as um, you know, as we got so busy, I, I I stopped talking about it a little bit, but we've been working on it in the background. And um, one of the programs that we uh, we talked about was United We Fly, um, you know, and what the idea of the program was to uh, you know, help underprivileged, uh, you know, young adults get funding uh, to get their pilot's license, you know, if, if they put in the work, you know, to get funding and for local flight schools to get their own funding through us, um, you know, through having a nonprofit that they can utilize almost as their own. Um, and then for shops to be able to get funding to help AMPs uh, or folks that want to become an AMP or maybe folks that are an AMP and maybe they need some help. Uh, getting funding to, uh, you know, go towards their, their IA. Um, but the idea was to support, you know, to, to, to have a platform to support all those people and to start to help supply more AMPs and, and, and pilots and, and uh, get folks involved that maybe would never be able to get involved or afford it. Um, you know, I was laughing a, a minute ago because there were some American Airlines pilots I met out at Oshkosh, and they said, "United We Fly." I don't know if we like that name, but we like the cause, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, but we we haven't gone live with that yet. It's um, you know when I'm not working on 401s or 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 you know doing other things, it's it's been uh, it's been tough to focus on it. But um, it's something that we have about a year uh, into at this point. So, and we will, we will go live with uh, the Rescue Foundation at some point here. So, That's awesome. Um, what, one other thing I wanted to ask you about is, is take people a little bit behind the camera. Since you are, again, two, two and a half years in, what's it like to be a producer of these uh, of videos? What's it like? What are some of the challenges you bring people on and, and working with a camera and, and, and doing things? Uh, what what have you found to be some of the things that you've learned and some of the biggest challenges along the way? I think the biggest challenge is um, goodness, there there are a lot. It's it's definitely and and as you know, um, you know you do such an awesome job, um, you know, with with all of your lives here, and you know the amount of work it takes to to uh, to make it happen. You know, it's not the hour uh, that you're on; it's the month of planning beforehand for each show you know and um i think the the most difficult thing is having so many things going on and having so many dreams and having um you know working on so many things because of just having a mind like that and and trying to make sure that everybody that is invested as a viewer and as a fan and and that's you know into all the things we're into um understands like what we're doing and what the goal is and how we're getting there and uh, also kind of understands the uh, the different walls that are you know kind of in the way sometimes you know so um, that's a difficult thing because you always want to deliver you want to do the best job that you can do um, you know and you want to take everybody into consideration you know and 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 really serve people that are investing in you you know because the viewers at the end of the day, 
they can spend their time with anybody they want. They don't have to come spend it with us. And, um, you know, it, that's, that's a, a currency that they'll never get back. So that's a value. You know, the people that spend time with us personally or, or, or watching our shows, um, like I, you don't get that back. So for me, that's like when, when someone says, Hey, I watched your show. Sometimes I'll make a joke and say, sorry, you know, but in, in reality, you know, it's a thing of, I feel, I feel so honored because someone's taking their time. They can't get that back. Right. And they're investing in, 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 in us, in our dream, you know, and they're making that their dream, you know? So, um, and when, you know, I think when we start to look at that, um, I, I think as, as someone producing or, or, or making this content, like I want to make it the best that I can um, to be, um, kind of worthy of that, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's the hardest part. Like, how can we make it better? How can we, you know, but we still got to get this done. Like, how do we make it entertaining, but still going to get this done, you know? And, um, you know, I think for us, it's, it's been to be like being honest about it, right? Like I'll show some stuff that that's sometimes a little embarrassing that people may not show you know, but it's, it's the, it's the real thing, you know, it's, it's what happens. I mean, um, I may be doing something and my head's not on straight and and I may pour oil all over the floor and, uh, you know, it is what it is, you know, or I may put something on backwards, you know, um, such appreciation for the quality and, and what it's like to watch your, your videos, uh, uh, each one of the episodes is just so great. And of course, you know, we, we have our series on the Mustang. I know what kind of goes into that. And it's very, it really is amazingly challenging compared to just working on something. Like I'm going to go out and I'm going to rebuild this, or I'm going to build this piece, or I'm going to do this step. Oh my God, that's so straightforward compared to this is what this episode is going to be. And the smallest part of that is doing the work. Yeah, it's it, five it, times the length of it to to produce the work and do the work for the series, and that is something I really really appreciate about what you do. Thank you. It it's it is difficult, you know, and and uh, you know, there's some days when I'll look at a step and I'm like, man, if we could just like skip showing this. I <laughs> so I I today um, I actually. <laughs> You know, we had to pull the whole brake system and the whole rudder system and everything out of the 235 um, because I got a little OCD with something. But um, it literally, we took it out in half a day, completely rebuilt, painted, refinished the whole thing, brand new everything, and and put it uh, put it back in another half a day. And I was like, man, if I could just work on the 401, we would have been flying it last year if I could work on it like that. You know, but um, but it's just uh, it's it's just a different. Um, it's a different thing. And, but you know what, um, the reality is, is, you know, what it's done, you know, for so many different people, um, that I didn't realize for a long time, you know, until a lot of the emails and, and, you know, messages, uh, started coming in or we're out at, you know, one of the shows and, and someone is like, um, you know, I used to watch the show with my dad, my dad passed away and, and, you know, he loved the show so much that I wanted to come out and meet you guys. And by the way, I, I'm a, I'm a student pilot now and, and, or I'm an A and P now and, you know, and, or 
or hey, I'm a, I was a student pilot when you started the show. I, I I started getting my pilot's license because I watched the show and and I already have. I'm almost done with my instrument. Why don't you have a license yet? You know, I'll get that too. So, <laughs> but um, yeah, no I, I, yeah, I totally get that. Well, um, well, I'll, I'll I'm going to enlist your help and perhaps some of those in the audience at some point because we're moving very very fast on our own Mustang, and that means we need wow. a training aircraft in our fleets we need an all-metal tail dragger that we can use to get all our tail drag time yes that means that you're down to like luscum or something like something like that all metal so we keep it outside that's why yeah um, we'll like a 170 that's the only reason I say that 120 140 luscum you name it something but uh keep keep your eyes peeled for that or anyone in the audience because we're gonna we're gonna need our own little uh special deal for episodes to get trained up so that we can be able to fly our Mustang. <laughs> so I did get, someone did contact me with a clipper, which I guess that's not all metal though. And uh, what was the other one? Um, there's an, I'll have, to, I'll have to take a look. I think, I do have one for you actually. We'll have to talk. <laughs> okay. We'll talk offline, but yeah, that's, uh, that, that, that's our next project here. That'll be awesome. I, I want to check out the Mustang. So you were talking the other, we were talking the other day and, and like it's, you're going V8 gear drive, which is like my language. So yes, sir. So I got to stop out there and check that thing out. Yep. That engine's ready to get mounted and uh, we're, uh, we're, we're pretty close. So um, it's going to, going to be some fun stuff coming up and I would, uh, I'd love to have you up here. We'll, uh, we'll do something and also come out there when we go look at an aircraft. So that'd be fantastic. We'd love to have you up. Absolutely. That'd be so much fun. Well, Jason, thank you so much for everything that you do for everyone out there on Rebuild Rescue. Thank uh, you. And, uh, and, and also thanks to Aspen for supporting the episode and for supporting Social Flight and getting some of the equipment over in the Rebuild Rescue aircraft as well. Um, it is so much fun. If you are in the audience, you have not followed it, be sure to get out there and watch Rebuild Rescue on YouTube. And, uh, and I assume we'll see you at some of the big shows as well. Absolutely. I wouldn't miss it. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much and have a wonderful, wonderful night. Awesome, Jeff. You too. And everybody take care. Thanks. Good night. Thanks. And to all of you, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to join us here on Social Flight Live. We'll be back next week, Tuesday, December 19th with Barry and Brian Schiff. It's going to be a wonderful episode of education and fun. It is it is just something I look forward to year round until the holidays come and we have the Barry and Brian Schiff show. And uh, it's, it's just going to be fantastic. Then on Tuesday, December 26th, a special holiday episode with Robert Hayes, star of Airplane, the movie, who will be coming back on the show. Going to hang or fly with him from his home out in Hawaii. And uh, that should be a lot of fun. And then we are, will be kicking off the new year on Tuesday, January 9th with Rod Machado. Until next time, I'm Jeff Simon for Social Flight. And I wish you all blue skies.